0: Hello
1: friends and what is up? I'm Daryl Smart and welcome to Smart Sports Podcast. I hope you've all had a great week so far and speaking of this week, it really is a busy one with all the fall high school sports playoffs going on. With that said, we're going to talk a little football on the podcast this week. Leroy Foster is one of the founders and a coach with the Port Dover Steelheads. Among the local sports busyness, the Steelheads wrapped their season up with its Bantam team losing in the Ontario Football League semifinals against Woodstock, so I thought it would be a great time to talk Steelheads football. Leroy, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to be, I'm uh, glad to tell my story,
1: yeah. First, we'll talk about a little about your season. Port Dover Steelheads had a pretty successful season, I would, uh, I would say from your standpoint.
2: Yeah, we did. We had a very good season. We made it to the semifinals, our Bantam team. Yeah. we had three teams this year. They all did very well. A lot of newcomers this year, though. We lost a whole bunch of guys this year, uh, last uh, just coming up season. So, yeah.
1: But we did good. Well, and like you said, the uh, the Bantams were in the semifinal. And they played over the weekend. Uh, just who did they play and what was kind of the result? Well,
2: we played we we'll stopped this weekend and one of the, a couple fans got hurt early in the game, yeah, it really it really affected the outcome of the game uh we was really we had a good game plan coming to there, and we were pretty sure we was going to make it to the championship. we lost we ended up losing the game and was we'll stop it affected the outcome there
1: did your mhm, and that that team had a pretty successful year. I would say out of the three teams that you had that was uh the bantams really uh Took the league by storm.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah, they've been consistent, too. You know, the Bantam team been pretty consistent. Uh, it is coached by Coach Sharp. He's the head coach. He do a good job with those guys. I and mean, with his coaching staff. And I help out with those guys, too. But it's pretty much to do with Coach Sharp. He do a good job with the Bantam team.
1: Nice. And they have a pretty decent record, too, going into the playoffs.
2: Exactly. Yep. So, you know what? That team, actually, the Bantam team, Coach by Coach Sharp, going all the way up. They've been to five championships, four or five championships, and won two out of the five. Wow. Uh, yeah, we play
0: some big centers. We play centers from Toronto. We play
2: centers from all over. Clareton, Oshawa. So we play centers that have two million people.
1: Well, I was just going to – that's the one thing I was going to say. You guys are definitely the smallest center in all of the Ontario Football League. That's got to say a lot about you guys and what your program's all about.
2: Exactly. Well, our program was built on a lot of core values. The main value was built on hard work and integrity. So mm-hmm. we expect players to come to practice, and we expect players to work hard.
1: Nice. And the Adams, uh, the Adam and Pee Wee teams. Uh, what kind of what kind of groups were they this year? Uh, they, they were
2: very young. So that team was a very young team. A lot of newcomers, first year players. And they competed very well for for what they had to uh, endure. Yeah. Uh, they, it was on the road a lot. They had to play some big teams like Vaughn. and you know it was some uh, bumps and bruises, but they hung in there and they earned their respect.
1: Nice. And uh, the Pee Wees as well.
2: Same thing with the Pee Wees. They definitely went through a, a lot of bumps and bruises, and they we barely had the right numbers to have a team. So we played nine on nine yeah. football rough sometimes but those guys learn a lot and they uh, and my hat goes off to them they never quit they never gave
1: up and playing nine-on-nine football that's got to be a lot different for the kids
2: a lot different for the kids and the coaches
1: <laughs> that's for sure is yeah, that exactly. is that the first time you guys have had to play uh nine-on-nine football
2: well when normally when we play tight division it is nine-on-nine yeah but so once you get kind of tight just Twelve on
0: twelve, Yeah. So
2: definitely a big adjustment you had to change your playing around, your defense around. And also you gotta be strategic who you put on the field when you play nine
0: on nine.
1: Yeah. When uh just from an organizational standpoint, you had three teams this year. Uh how was registration? Was it up? Was it down?
2: So I said registration was I would say average. I would nice. like to see more. We would have had more, we have could have played 12 across the board, 12 and 12 across the board. So we want to pick up our registration and so that's one thing we want to do. So the coaches and also the parents, we're going to try to recruit pretty early this year and try to get kids out. We hope to have a spring camp that usually draws more kids. Yeah, so we want to figure out how to do that.
1: What are some of the, uh, just some of the draws to playing football?
2: Oh, we have oh, you know what I like? When I go I coach high school football also. hmm And when I go play teams, I see so many former still heads. They all come up and say hello, shake my hand, hug my neck, whatever it may be, but they all out there. So this whole area is full of still head football players. And we recently had one still head go on and get a scholarship in uh university. He's playing for York.
0: Yep,
1: Evan.
2: Yep, ever is He played with the Steelheads before. Yep. And and I want to see more. We got some good guys in the Delhi Raiders. They just won the championship in high school. And um, Jackson Zerbe, the quarterback, he played for
1: the Steelheads. Tyler Matthews, all those guys played for the Steelheads. It really says a lot about the program, uh, especially kind of starting out in its infancy, and then all of a sudden you're you're like you said, you're starting to to see. The hard work kind of paying off to the next level.
2: Oh, it's lovely to see. It's just great how much the game has grown. I know some parents have some fears at first, but once they get out there and the kids liking it and they see that we try to teach them safe contact, we try to tackle properly, and it's good. To, to, uh, but we have girls out there, too, and the girls are so, they catch on faster than the guys do. <laughs>
0: they're,
2: just, they're seeing the follow directions better, but... Yeah. Those girls are well respected in this league. Nobody disrespect those girls, and they hold
1: their own out there. Well, and just to kind of segue into that, it was uh, it was kind of nice. I, I didn't know whether to write a story about it, or I thought, you know what, near the end of the, the season, I might as well get you on the podcast and talk about it. And you you had six girl you had six girls within the organization this season, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And, and five yeah, yeah. on the and five on the Bantam team alone. Yes. Yeah. That's incredible.
2: That's very incredible. And it's kind of, the <laughs> time kind of all five been on the field at the same time. Wow. So you talk about it, it's nine-man football, so five of, the, five of the nine people out there were girls, females, and they did great. And They didn't give up a touchdown or a first down.
0: Wow. Yeah,
2: they, they, they was very, you know, those girls played really hard. And nope. they earned a lot of respect.
1: Well, and that's what it's all about. And what does it say about your program to be able to build and and like you said, it, it's all about being inclusive. And it's just not for the guy uh, for boys anymore. It's uh, it's boys and girls playing.
2: Exactly. So you know, and you know, we don't say boys, girls. We just say steelheads. Yeah. We call them all steelheads. So we're very inclusive, and and just we give all our attention to every player that come out there. We try to teach them the game. Yeah. And, we try to teach it right. Like I said, we coach with integrity. We try to coach with integrity. We expect people to work hard. And those uh, young ladies, they all earn their worth. Mm-hmm. I had a coach come to me after the game and talk about one of the young ladies, like her bravery and just how tough she was. And those girls do great. They do great out there. And I hope they go on and play high school football.
1: Yeah, which would be amazing.
2: We have one girl playing high school football at Holy Trinity. Is. She wasn't a former here. She's a she's a good football player. Yeah. And also, so we got girls. The, the game is growing, and we like to see more girls get involved. They can do it.
1: Do you see the game evolving into that?
2: I see. I see. It, it, it always takes one girl to get the trend started. Yeah. You know, and once that once that starts taking off, the other girls want to try it. So it's just it's growing a lot. Even in the U.S., you got girls uh, trying to make the team. Yeah. So they out there. So, yeah, I can see girls get more involved.
1: And that's got to be a big deal for you guys just as an organization. To, You, you guys are kind of blazing a trail for that. Right. right. Especially so in I Ontario. Can. Especially in Ontario.
2: All over. Because you know what? Believe it or not, those girls, a few of them play some major roles in our
0: football
2: team. Yeah. Last year, the, last year, the team that went to the semifinals had two girls on the same side of the offensive line. Yeah. They one play guard, one play tackle. And we ran a lot to that side because they blocked. Yeah. They did what they supposed to do. So, yeah, so we had some fun with it and uh, the guys, no, no guys disrespect them, look down on them. Mm-hmm.
1: They
2: get hit, they get back
1: up. Well, and like you said, they're all steelheads, right?
2: They're all steelheads. That's what it's
1: about. And uh, when you started getting girls, coming to your association to play when was the first time you had uh, female representation
2: the first time we had female representation was our second year of existence yeah we've been around since 2011 2012 our second year we had a girl come out and she did great you know she played defense and she made some tackles for us some key tackles
0: yeah and then
2: after that we had more girls come out and it just kept growing and so really uh we had Ava Barnes a girl named Ava Barnes a uh, girl named Macy ben, uh Reese Shark Those girls been around a long time. Just three of those girls been around a long time, mm-hmm. and I think seeing those girls play the game, a lot more girls came out.
1: That's pretty cool. Uh, that, that's gotta. That's gotta be pretty cool for you guys to see.
2: It is cool. Uh, we love it, you know, and uh, we just you know we find talent anywhere. There's so much talent in this area. Mm-hmm. These guys play good football. It's, my, it's so surprising because teams just think they're gonna
0: come and just beat up on us, and we end up winning the
1: game, and they can't believe it. Well, and then, and again, that says a lot about you guys. And it, it's funny having covered you guys for the newspaper over the years. It's uh, it it's always funny. You guys are, have always been kind of touted yourselves as the little organization that could, because again, you only have a a handful of teams and. You're from Port Dover And you're playing Like you said You're playing teams From the GTA And it's got to be Pretty pretty cool for you guys To be able to Just stand up For yourselves like that
2: all Right, we love it You know, like It just It's been a long time Coming, you know like the vision Was always To bring football here And teaching, uh, me and Alex Irving We sat down And came up with this idea And it's growing And we love it You know It has its uh, You know Ups and downs behind the scenes we got a lot of people work hard behind the scenes so the community helped this team we got some parents that really go above and beyond and we appreciate them a lot like mm-hmm. robin stark darlin foster uh kathleen Fouquet, those guys work hard and more i can keep going on and on
0: that's I'm amazing to... well yeah. and again
1: you need a support system to, to to have a great base you need that support system right and right. It, it really looks like you guys are on the right track
2: we try to stay on the right track it's it's tough sometimes we try to get sponsors uh we try to keep our fees low at one time we was the lowest fees in ontario and we did that for probably about six years and kept our fees low we finally raised our fees after six years to like about 50 bucks that's it
0: wow we
2: provide all the equipment we provide all the helmets everything wow yeah i just wish in this area then we get a turf field. Everywhere we go, we play on
1: turf. And here they come
2: playing grass. It's just something that the whole city and town can use that turf field. Uh, Especially like the high
1: school championship game it can be played on turf. No, I totally, you know? I totally agree with you. And I, of course, I'm, I've always been a big proponent of a, a recreational hub. And and I know one of the things that I've always talked about and seen in my travels, same thing is uh, just a turf field. Like look at. Yeah. Uh, Look at what happened. I know Brantford's a bigger city, but uh, just what they've done at Pauline Johnson with the Kiwanis, uh, with the Kiwanis Field and pretty much everywhere you look, uh, every community has a an outdoor park where, with the turf. Yes.
0: So Woodstock,
2: actually, they're about to get turf this year. They're getting turf field. Yep. It would be great if we could come together because everybody can use it. Soccer could use it. I mean, everybody, and then you can play the high school football games for parents to see their kids play. Yeah, and you can spend the game at
1: seven o'clock at night. Turf field with lights. Well, exactly, you know? and I, and again, going back to covering sports in Brantford it's a, it's always a big deal. Those games at night are are really a big deal because they, like you said, the the parents are all there, and it's. I know the Friday Night Lights. You were coaching a Holy Trinity this year, and it, it was a big deal for those kids.
2: Yeah, it was. It was exciting. It was a second game for those kids. And I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, so we played every Friday. It was always at night. Yeah. Turf fields and lights. So I wish we could bring the same flavor here to Norfolk and Harleman County. It'd Mm -hmm. be great.
1: Do you think uh, if something was built, could you see your organization growing?
2: Oh, of course it'll grow. It'll grow more because we have better practice facilities. We have better storage. Right now, we have no storage. We have to rent out storage so we have to take all our equipment to another location wow put it in so it's a lot of a lot of work there's a lot of work we're just trying to organize that now It's getting get expensive yeah so i just wish you know we had those some things and you go to other fields they have all those things they have the storage and,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: they have like the whole town behind them and we're trying to grow that and just go about the right way and i just think Maybe I haven't knocked on enough doors
0: yet. i got to keep knocking
1: on doors and see who can help us. Wow, it looks like you guys are on the right track, though. And just a little bit of history. You kind of talked about uh, the the start. And how did this whole idea of creating the Steelheads come about? I know you, you mentioned Alex Zerbe, you and he getting together? Yeah. Alex
2: Zerbe, yeah, Alex so he's now the defense coordinator at Delha. Yeah. The recent one recently won so, him and I are best friends. So, we uh we our kids was playing in Brantford. So, him – Alex and I was coaching in Brantford. We won a championship. And we just said, hey, why are we going to Brantford when we can start our organization in Port Dover? Yeah. And so, we sat down and came up with, with a creed. We came up with what our team going to be based on. And we started asking players they want to play. And our first year, we started out and we – thought i was just good we played tight football we made it all the way to the semifinals the first year after the centers told us we would get hurt we couldn't do it so we prevailed through that they put us on probation two years in a row because they didn't want us to start organizations
0: oh so wow
2: it was tough but we made it through that and our first game our jerseys had made it yet so we had to go borrow jerseys from cambridge oh man so so that's how we started and uh it just grown from there. We've just been trying to surround ourselves with good coaches and good parents. Like a lot of parents that came along and helped out. We had Sarah Coop, Robert Sharp. She's still with us today. Um, There's a lot of parents been helping us out, my wife included.
0: So mm-hmm. we've
2: been just growing. And like, so the school board, you know, they work with us as much as they can. I can I got to give credit to the school board. But like I said, we don't have a storage and we have to rent the fields. We have to get insurance. There's a lot of things we have to go through. But, hey, mm-hmm. it's worth it to see these kids learn a game. It makes you want to cry sometimes. You see kids do things they never thought they could do.
1: That is like, amazing.
2: We had one of the girls the other day. Uh, we was playing against uh, Georgetown teams, uh, North Holton. We was playing against them. And she made a big tackle on kickoff team. And, actually, the kid got hurt from the tackle. <laughs> and she looked around and started crying. to believe she did it.
1: Oh, that's so, awesome.
2: Yeah. So, and like I said, we got a girl named Ava Barnes. She played linebacker. Can you believe that?
0: <laughs>
2: wow. And she just got in front of a kid, probably about two hundred twenty pounds, and just and she made the tackle. The kid ran over but she made the tackle. She got back up, and they didn't want to come off the field. I like come off the field because I thought she would be hurt. She wasn't hurt. She was just happy she made the tackle. So those girls are tough.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome.
2: impression like, stores you see it.
1: Well, and that's why, and it's one of the reasons why you're doing it, right?
2: That's why I do it. I try to give back what was given to me when I was going off the coaches. You know, I thank all my coaches for where I'm at today.
1: Mm-hmm. So back then, uh, when you, when you and Alex got together and said, "Hey, let's start this thing," and that, that first game where you had to borrow the jerseys, did you did you envision what is going on now with the Steelheads? Did it, did you think you'd be this far along or? Whereabouts did you think you'd be now?
2: I don't know. I, didn't, I we didn't know what to expect. You know, we planning on just keeping one team. Then we ended up with four teams at one time. So we didn't know what because more people joined. Just people started coming out. We ran a summer camp, like a spring camp, one time. We had almost a hundred kids there, mm-hmm. and, and we rented out the gym at Holy Trinity uh, with the hard work of Rick Sharps and his family. They helped us out with that, and we had a hundred kids there. That was awesome. Like. Right? It just it just kept growing and that first game we played against Brantford, the team that told us they're gonna hurt our players and we ended up beating them like 21 zero
0: <laughs> I love it
2: so, we we knew we had something special and just the work we put in as coaches you know like coaches sacrifice we don't get paid for this yeah you know we, we, you know, we spend time away from our homes, our jobs to make this happen for these kids and we go in there and try to put a hundred percent in every time.
1: That's awesome. So what does it mean to you to see to see the Steelheads grow the way it has? Uh,
2: you know what it means to me? I'm so proud because I know if I, if I leave, leave this earth today, I did my part. I gave back. And like I said, when I go see these teams play, when I see these teams play each other, all those guys, you know, we have some part in that. Most mm-hmm. of, All these guys are here to play for the Steelheads. You know, like the other night I was telling Coach Zerbeck, I hold a trainer. My boy was play quarterback, and Coach Zuri boy played quarterback. And I said, <laughs> you know what? This was this what started it all. These two kids, and all, uh, along with another kid named uh, David
0: Cooper, that's yep. what
2: started it all. Wow! That's what started, it, and now all those guys playing against each other and having fun, win or lose, I'm happy. That's that they have a consistent football.
1: That's pretty good. So both uh, both boys are going to be in grade twelve next year, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. They're so both all them. Of- and Cooper, too, he's going to be in grade 12. He played for Waterford, so they spread it out. But they all started this thing.
1: So it's going to really come full circle next year in the high school football season, eh? Exactly.
2: And, and, you, know, like, and you know, these guys got potential to do anything they want to. There's, there's so many athletes here. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I, I wish I had the time to help them get into the I would like to send fields to U.S. schools for some kids around here. There's yeah. a good talent in this area. You know, I just watched a running back. He's very fast. Jacob Schooler at Delhi. he's a good football player. Yeah, he is. Uh, Adam Letterman, but he's a baseball player but a good wide receiver. He can catch and run. Yeah. And hold a trinity we
1: have some great players, but you know, like I said, you gotta get kids out to practice. That's a that's a challenge in high school, getting kids to practice. Well, exactly. <laughs> and where do you where do you stack up the athletes in uh in Norfolk and how do you how do you kinda sum the typical Norfolk athlete up Or typical Norfolk football player Are they just athletes and That capture a love for football
2: So this is this what it is A lot of these kids Come out and work hard And I'm a big believer Hard work beats talent yeah. so, and, and what we try to promote Is being a team You know being a team And support each other So some of us per athletes But most of them Work very very hard yeah. They try to soak up the game because they don't have a lot of experience, right? So they try to soak it up. And I, like I said, we go around and beat teams that don't expect to get beat by us. That, that first year we started our tight team, uh, we beat Mississauga in the playoff game. And the whole stand rushed the field. <laughs> I,
0: didn't
2: know, I didn't know they was angry. I didn't know why they was coming on the field, but they came out to shake our hands. They could not believe we beat them in the playoff game. We. <laughs> we just predicted to lose the game and we won the game and they came out and shook our hands. So that's what I'm trying to say. This is a club built on hard work and, you know, tenacity, heart, you know, just integrity too. That's the most part. We we try to reward kids who work hard.
1: Exactly. And And it almost sounds like there are so many Eureka moments for you guys. Is there any, is there one particular besides the one you just shared is—is is there one moment where you were like, "Wow, the Steelheads are for real"?
0: Well,
2: that moment came. We won our first championship. Yeah, we won that that week. That week was the best week ever. Our it was our Adam team won, and our battle team won the championship the same week. They both made it there, and they both won. But that was, that was, was a couple both.
1: years ago, right? That was two years ago, was it? But,
2: about three, three years ago. Three years
1: ago, I remember covering it. Yeah,
2: yeah. That was a, that was our best. That was a great moment because right now, when I go to football meetings, Ontario Football League meetings, everyone in that room listen to me and give us respect because of the Port Dover Steelheads. We, we we've had coaches stand up and just recognize us among all the coaches in the league. Just say recognize the Port Dover Steelheads, and that's what we stand by.
0: That's, but like, like the big moment is just how coaches know we take on that
2: role for the kids, like a big brother. Almost some kids don't have father figures. We pick uh-huh. them up. We never turn the kid down because of money. We find a way for that kid to play. So that's what all those moments. That's that's what the game is all about. It's like a family.
1: Um, that's exactly what sports is all about. In all honesty. Right. So where do you see the future of uh, the Steelheads? What do you see in the future? Well,
2: well, I was just talking to one of my coaches uh, Sunday, and I said, I want to start a JV team.
1: Cool. Oh, wow, that'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, you know, so I just told him, though, I said, in order to start a JV team, it's going to take a lot of funding, a lot of money, but I'm going to try my best to start a JV team, and I'm going to start working on that before, before December. I'm going to start working on that, and sending out emails and requests for players who want to play. We got a lot of talent, running. I believe we can go and win a JV championship. That's
1: talent we got—that's pretty cool. And, and again, for some of the listeners that aren't aware, uh, that aren't very familiar with the football circles, like junior varsity and varsity are—that's as far as you go when it comes to youth football. It's like a, right. it would be the equivalent to junior hockey or junior baseball.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And we—and I thought about. It, I say Simcoe, just about the majority of the team was all freshmen who played at the Fort Dover Steelheads.
0: Wow! I said,
2: if I can, those guys who I, would, I know would come aboard. Holy Trinity had a lot of newcomers. Delhi's got a lot of guys. Waterford got a lot of guys. Hagerville, all these schools. We should do a JV team. Offer that because Hagerville don't have a football team. Cause you would don't.
1: Yeah. Do you think in doing something like this it would grow the high school game? It would grow a whole lot. Because it looks like it's in some dire dire straits right now just with uh, teams folding and and not a lot of question marks, to be completely honest. It, it, exactly. And I always
2: ask one of the guys cause I would like to be with So I want to get on some ideas how to promote this game and get kids out get kids come to practice. It's bringing school pride back. I know it's hard, but what I'd like to see started, and it'll help volunteers out too, because, you know, a lot of these coaches don't get paid here like some coaches in the U.S. do. Yeah. But but I feel like if we started booster clubs for each school, which led by the parents, they do fundraising, it help put some pocket changes on these coaches'
0: pockets who come out to practice every day and stand out to school. Yeah. It can help with some stuff
2: like that. Because it's hard, you know, it's hard. Everybody got lives, everybody got family. But I don't want this game to die in this area. And mm-hmm. you're right, It was only four schools this year that, you know, when it was said and done around the place. That ain't good. We need more.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you very much for doing this, Leroy. I really appreciate uh, the talk.
2: I appreciate it a lot, and I'm glad I got to be heard. I love football,
1: and I love coaching kids. Is there any way to reach out to you uh, just for more information? Uh, Maybe you could put a plug for your website and Facebook pages and whatnot, just uh, so people could be up to date uh, when information comes about registration and camps. Yeah, we
2: we mainly live on Facebook because it's cheap. So
1: we're on
2: Facebook. (laughs) We have a Port Noble Still Hands page on Facebook. Or you can just look out for me at Leroy Foster or Robert Sharp. we all trying to make, like I said, Robin Sharp, she's a, she's a female, but she's involved in football. She's re, really involved in football. I'm trying to help this game grow around here.
1: That's awesome.
2: And so we really want to, you know, we work together. We all work together and work hard. So, yeah, we would like to have more coaches, people who play football. Just come talk to us and we'll put you on that field. We got, I think we picked up three, three new coaches this year, which was awesome. Yeah. So we're always looking for more. We want to be able to have so many coaches on the field that we can help everybody. You know, we just want to do this thing.
1: That's awesome.
2: I want to say thank you to Norfolk EMS Services because they, they send us an EMS guy to us every game. He comes and do that. And they provide. They do it for free. Wow. So, I want to say thank you to them.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. And
2: that's a huge lift over the expenses because that costs a lot. So, they help us out a lot.
1: That's for sure. Holy smokes. Well, thank you very much for doing this, Leroy. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you very much. And when the football season comes back, we'll uh, have you back on. Shoutouts. The first shoutout goes out to the members of the Pitt Martial Arts Club in La Salette. As usual, this little martial arts club that could is showing the rest of the world what they're all about this week at the WKC World Championships in Niagara Falls, New York be sure to tune in to smart sports podcast with all their results another shout out goes out to kyler pelkey the grade 9 student at simcoe composite school wrapped up a brilliant first high school cross-country season with a very impressive 37th place finish at the office championships in Sudbury over the weekend in his first full cross-country season he won the young canada day road race at the norfolk county fair the Norfolk Secondary School Athletic Association novice gold medal before placing fourth at the Central Western Ontario Secondary Schools Association Championships to qualify for last weekend's Provincial Championship. On top of it all he and his SCS Sabres teammates won the NESA Junior Boys Volleyball title Wednesday night. Congratulations Kyler. Well that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. It really is appreciated. Make sure to head over to the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page. There you can find much more local sports news and scores. Also remember to like and share Smart Sports Podcast so we can continue to grow this thing. Thank you again for listening. I am Daryl Smart, and I'll talk to you later.